Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us on a snowy, cold Minnesota winter, if you happen to be uh, local to the area. Uh, I'm Eric Harkins, uh, the co-host of Coffee with George and Phil, although today I think we're calling it Coffee with Friends. Uh, as some of you know, uh, many of you know, for the last couple of years, on the first and third Saturday of every month, uh, George and uh, Phil have been engaging in some awesome conversations, and uh, I'm honored to be asked to uh, help co-host what, uh, what is the last show, so... Uh, hey, hey, Eric, I, yeah. I got to I got to step in. I mean, for a spell of about six to eight months, I've actually been, you know, stepping in for Phil. So I'm kind of uh, just a little confused, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, George, George Phil on too, so. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, George, what do you got going on here? Are we triple booked? Wait, guys, what, what's the name of the show? What's what's the name of the show? It, it's well, coffee. up until up until two episodes ago, it was Coffee with George and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> what's been great over the last two years, no matter who was co-hosting with you, George, it's been 22 minutes that people could find a way that we were helping them get from where they are to where they want to be. No, absolutely. You know, um, I know you and I remember it, maybe nobody else, maybe the three people that actually showed up in our first uh, show two years ago, <laughs> but uh, a little bit of backstory. It actually took me six attempts to get on LinkedIn Live. You know, you got to fill out the information. And of course, I just filled out the bare minimum, didn't even get a response. Second time, you know, I sent them, you know, my LinkedIn profile, blah, blah, blah. That was enough. Then I finally got my book published or whatever. And it was out there. That wasn't enough. And so I showed up my all my Instagram short little videos that everybody's seen on LinkedIn early a couple of years ago to help them, you know, in their career transition. And that was enough. And then here we are sitting and we're like, hey, you know what? I think it might be great for us to just turn around and go on and talk about one topic. You know, people that are in career transition that we have learned through our career transitions you know, to help them, you know, so they can, you know, start on Monday. And that was kind of the attempt, right? Yeah. So Phil and I remember, we didn't even know if the show was actually going to work. I think it was on the 27th or something like that at the, uh, at the end of December. And three, we had three viewers. So we've kind of went from three viewers all the way up to, I think, a height of last summer, we were probably getting over the weekend between 4,000 to 4,500 views of the of these videos. And so, I mean, and we're kind of on the downslope. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm really excited to uh, just be part of the last show. Before we get started, let me do a quick plug for you, uh, George, for your sponsor. Uh, we want to thank Global HR Research. They're better by every measure, uh, as highlighted by their three pillars, better data, better technology, and better teams. They're 100% U.S.-based. They have proprietary technology and a team that's committed to customer service. And I know you and Phil have both appreciated their support. And uh, I'm looking forward to a fun conversation today. You know, just other topic on Global HR. They just recently won a coveted number one spot on overall enterprise pre-employment screening leaders. Now, this is an, a, a local, or excuse me, a, a global operation that goes out and takes 180,000 of these companies and measures those out. And Global HR Research 
hit the top spot. So congratulations. And that was just recently in the last couple of weeks. So awesome. Well, I think their commitment to helping people is similar to what motivated you to start this show, George, and to write a couple of books is taking an opportunity on a Saturday morning to, to share our experiences and, and, and help people where we could. And it's been great. The, the audience participation over, over the many months and, um, and, and, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun seeing the the impact that we've been able to have with people. Great. Oh, great. Well, you know, we uh, we definitely have a couple of our past speakers other than co-hosts. So why don't we bring those on? We want to invite Greg Rye and Lisa Fraga, who've uh, not only been speakers, but also listeners to the show. So welcome to the show. Morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Kind of like a real life coffee shop here when your friends all gather in the corner and. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's hopefully coming out of this pandemic, right? So we're going to get a little bit more activity than just a few people around uh, the coffee shop. Um, but, you know, we've had a lot of great speakers and great topics. You know, everybody who wants to take a look at the, my YouTube channel, we've got all these backed up and they're still relevant. If you're in job transition. Mm -hmm or considering a career pivot, there are a lot of specific topics that you can just point and click and at your discretion and, and, and get brushed up on if you're struggling in transition or contemplating a career pivot. But at least for me, out of all uh, the wonderful guests that we had, the top three that really resonated with me, the first two were really of career transition for me. And that was the one March 20th, um, I think it was actually 2021 where we had Lisa on and it was basically taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think it's so important when we're in career transition, you know, we're all trying to beat feet and, you know, submit resumes and everything else. This is also time to turn around and really take care of yourself. Right. Because we've kind of put it all off, um, made a commitment, but with life and everything else, you know, things get in the way. And I think it's really important for us, for me, you know, my first career transition after a couple of months of being frustrated, I just kind of got out walking and then over a period of time running and, and dropped 40 pounds. Well, that helped with, you know, motivation, enthusiasm, energy, and those are all things that you need in career transition. And then the second one, which is also important is uh, in career trends is your LinkedIn profile. And there's nobody that does that better than Ann Pryor. And that was October 2nd. And then the last one for me was really on a personal note. It was really, you know, overcoming your fear, whether you're overcoming your fear in career transition, do I just go out and, you know, do it on my own, you know, gig economy, those types of things, other than what you've been doing for the last 10, 15 years. And a lot of people have been doing that the last few years, right? They, they come to me and they say, you know what, George, I know I've been a CFO for the last 10, 15 years. I know that's what I don't want to do, but I just don't know what I want to do. Um, and uh, Patrick Sweeney, who's got a great book out there, um, actually called us online from France, his house in France. Great guy. Um, he's uh, owned a couple of businesses. He's an entrepreneur. Um, and he gave us 22 minutes on how do you overcome your fear? I don't know about you guys. What kind of, what were the shows that kind of resonated with you through the couple of years? What? I, I, I think that the show that we did with Lisa was definitely one of the, the ones that I value. And certainly over the last year, as, as I've been uh, 
recovering from some extensive surgery, I've realized that hitting the reset button and taking care of the vital few is, has been really important. Um, and I, you know, maybe Lisa, you could reinforce some of the highlights of what you've seen in the people you cross paths with and what's valuable in taking care of themselves, especially in transition. Yeah, it's a, it's a highly anxious time, right? I mean, now we're coming into the holiday season and people are anxious, especially if they're not employed in transition and, you know, everybody wants to be, I'll say, I guess I'm speaking, people want to be generous and it's at Christmas and it's difficult to do that. So it's super important that you're mentally and physically healthy. Um, you know, Phil's had some challenges this year. I know I have, and it's been frustrating not to be able to exercise like I used to, but it's really important to take care of yourself if you are having health challenges so you don't slide um, so that you can be healthy. Um, yoga, yoga is, you know, very easy on the body, meditation, um, being with friends. I don't know if anybody out here has read um, Blue Zones, but it's incredibly important to have community. If you can't exercise, you're, be with your friends, right? Be with your friends at the coffee shop, not virtually. I mean, we're all used to that now. Um, and then get yourself to the point where you can walk, like walk, a, you know, a block a day and then get up to a mile. I mean, I know it's cold out, but there's plenty of winter wear that we can all you know, use to get out there and enjoy the fresh air. But, you know, and I'm going to say one more thing. If you don't eat well, you're enjoying the holiday. So what? Like be, be good to yourself, you know, and get back on the horse at the end of there, you know, in 2023, but enjoy the holidays as best you can. And, and don't stress. I mean, I've been there, like all of us have been there. And I'm not saying that because it's easy. I'm saying that because it's necessary. So yeah. thanks for having me in the finale. And uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everyone. Hey, you know, um, there there is a word that goes around quite frequently, at least in Minnesota, on the three folks here, on the two of the three folks, on Lenny, Greg Rye, as well as Ann Pryor. Uh, takers, users, givers, and sharers. And I don't think that there's anybody larger in the state of Minnesota, maybe in the U.S., as far as giver and a sharer than Mr. Rye. Well, thanks, George. I think um, rather than talking about specific shows or specific people, one of, one of the things that, that I was reflecting on is, is the way in the toughest of times for many people, not just in the transition, but during the pandemic, we, we had lost out on the connectivity. We had lost out on the engagement. We had lost out on the opportunity to serve, certainly, you know, out on the battlefield. And I think one of the things this show and all of you have brought to the forefront is the importance of human contact. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we found ways to do it with technology during the pandemic. But what I think you've taught us is not necessarily what's happened on the Saturday morning shows. You've deployed us to go out and do the work. Uh, during the week. And I think one of the things that's happening, especially this morning, is this encouragement to be back in relationship. And it, it can't just be on a Zoom call and it can't just be via email or a text. We, we need to be together. And I'm seeing that uh, not only with my family, I'm seeing that with some of my closest friends. I'm seeing it just when I, I go to places where it's a room full of strangers, where you can just tell that people are so glad uh, to be back together face to face. And so I think the, the the show, as good as it's been, and the programs have been great, you you have, have generated a much bigger calling relative to what do we do now? And that's where, where, where I'm, I'm fulfilled, not just with the relationships here 
uh, this morning, but just continuing to remind me what my deployment is, and that's to get out and do and be with and always be willing to say yes, knowing that you may be asking for the favor next. Yeah. And I'm at the point in my life right right now where if people ask why, I generally hang up. It's like, <laughs> at this point, there pe people aren't looking for the justification of the why. They're yeah. just asking for help. And yeah. all of us have our own abilities and our own networks, our own connections to make that happen. Um, you guys have just been another domino to make that happen for so many people. Yeah. And, you know, Greg, one of the things that I'll, I'll add on to that, because I think you've, you've articulated it very nicely. Over the course of the last six to eight months, I've kind of gotten into the point where, you know, this whole 2D thing that we're doing now behind the screens, it it's worked. It served its purpose. Uh, I think it got a lot of us through a time when we were dependent on interacting with others. But there's no question to your point, Greg. 3D is far better. There's nothing better than shaking somebody's hand or when I see Lisa in a coffee shop giving her a great big hug. There's it's there's it's just a completely different thing. And I do agree. This show has really filled a niche. But to think that this will suffice long term, I, I just I don't think it will. It's good to know that we have the capability. I know, gosh forbid we have another situation like we've had the last two years. But again, 3D is far better. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the, the value for me is that, that when you can't be physically close to somebody because of geography or, or travel, it, it, it's become a really great tool to stay connected to people um, because I do think that 2D is a lot better than just a phone call. Um, but yeah, the, the, the big takeaway that I've learned from, from just about all of you uh, that are joining us, and, and I hope that our, our viewers are taking as well, is that we're not alone. And, and that, you know, when we're struggling and we're going through headwinds, everybody has their headwinds that they encounter. And um, it's, it's valuable and, and important and essential to reach out to other people and learn from their experiences and, 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 and lean on the people around us because uh, nobody can accomplish anything of any value alone, right? I mean, it's the the right now we've got the World Cup and you look at Ronaldo and Messi and and some of the best footballers in the world they're surrounded by people that are helping them be the best they didn't do it alone yeah one one other thing I'd like to add just uh, <coughs> that I've learned from all of you and and hope to take with me is that that we pay attention and I think back to a nonverbal communication class I took at the U and my criminal justice uh, pursuits and that is being able to read people. And I'll tell you what, when I'm with somebody face to face, I can usually tell when there's something going on, not necessarily by what they're saying, but just the, the, mm -hmm. the nonverbal stuff. And sometimes over the phone or even on a Zoom call, you can't see it. And uh, sometimes you might not be able to draw it out. But when you're with somebody face to face, you generally can pay attention enough to get to the bottom of something that might not come out in a phone call or a Zoom call. And it's usually not about business. Yeah. So I just think that paying attention piece is critical as well as we move forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah. I don't know that. I, I mean, well said by everyone. Uh, you know, I'm a three time winner in the game of transition. And so I always like to tell people that I think, you know, being in transition is the most wonderfully terrible experience everyone should go through once in their life. <laughs> and, and for a lot of the reasons that you all mentioned, and I think, you know, in the last 10, 15 years where 
everybody knows somebody who's lost their job or they've been that person. And the people that you meet during that, you know, time of anxiety, uh, some of my strongest connections today are people I met the first time I was in transition. People like Lenny and everyone on this call who are so giving with their time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is a gift. It just doesn't feel like a gift in the moment, which is what we're kind of talking about. So uh, nothing more to add other than, uh, you know, the, the people who come in and out of your life during those times are, are pretty powerful connections that you have forever. So well, take advantage of that. Eric, building on that, I, you know, I, when I started networking around the Twin Cities about three or four years ago, um, it was completely self-serving. And that usually is what motivates a lot of people, right, is that you're in transition or you're underemployed and you want to, you know, figure out how you can find something and, and find people that'll get you something. Um, but the biggest thing that I benefited from the people that I built the network and, and got to meet so many people, including everybody on this call this morning is I had a reset, you know, of, of my life in the last year. And the people on this call, the people in my network, I was amazed at how generous they were, mm -hmm. how helpful and it's, and encouraging they were and uh that you can't you you can't put that into words or quantify that right. and that's really the value that i saw in, in in networking and reaching out and connecting with people like everybody's talking about is the extent the community that you build and and yeah. um it's uh it's it's been a lot of fun over the last couple of years uh, is watching this show being a part of this show um, and I, I really thank George for having the idea to put this program together to, to pay things forward and help other people. Well, I think the dark, you know, through the darkest times, we're surprised that uh, the people that we thought might help us aren't. And the ones that we didn't expect shock us, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know, and I'm assuming that a lot of people do, um, Eric's got a great book, by the way. I always talk about it and it's, mm -hmm. I love rule number three and I always never give away the rule number three. You got to read the book. Um, <laughs> want to hold it up, Eric? Let everybody know what the book is. Look at me. I don't even have a copy. Not prepped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm prepped. I got my books right here. But the question is, is Eric, you know, Eric also does, um, executive search. So my question to Eric, you know, maybe and go around the room you know, what's the next six months, 12 months look like in business, business leaders and individuals? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for the shout out. And, uh, you know, kind of to our topic, I mean, the title, Great Leaders Make Sure Monday Morning Doesn't Suck. It's unfortunately, it resonates with all of us because we've all been there. Right. And I don't know, for me personally, when I'm doing these kind of interviews, uh, I love the question about the great resignation. I love the question about quiet quitting because I don't believe in any of that. I think what we're experiencing is a workforce that's no longer going to tolerate bad leadership mm -hmm. the way we all did. And when I think back to what I put up with in my early 20s when I was building my career, my kids who are in their early 20s will never work for a leader like I worked for. And that makes me really happy. Mm -hmm. And so I think this quiet quitting the great resignation is people finally saying, I got to find a place where I have a leader that I enjoy working with and for. And unfortunately, uh, <laughs> I'm still having conversations every week of companies who have not figured that out yet. So on the flip side of that, I think the people in transition need to always remember that, that 
nobody nobody owes them a job you know that that they need to be focused on the value they can bring an employer and and i love one of the lines that kathy crandall always says is what happens because of me you know and and, and remembering that you need to have an impact if a company's going to pay you compensation and um and it kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying eric is that the whole uh, marketplace is shifting right now yeah yeah yeah, I do also think, and, and I know we're getting close on time here, you know, I do think that one of the things that's shifted, and I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys think, is I, I think people are interviewing companies more than companies are interviewing people. And it's kind of what you were talking about, Phil, but a little different angle of, you know, I, I tell people all the time, hey, next time you have an interview, ask them, what do you guys do here to make sure Monday morning doesn't suck? Yeah. And it's a unique question. And based on the reaction, you're going to get your answer. Right. So, well, you know, it's Eric, pretty Eric Wanger was on our show a while back. He's got six books and he talks about millennials aren't your problem. Well, you know what? Millennials have seen what corporations have done to their parents and they're like, that ain't going to work for me. And now because mm -hmm. of the economy, they've got more options. Right. To, so to your point, yes, they are interviewing companies more than companies and they're being selective and companies are getting frustrated because yeah. they've got leaders that make sure Mondays do suck. <laughs> and it's, well, not, it's, it's not just business. Um, the, the struggle we're talking about here, churches are having these conversations, chambers, rotary clubs, not-for-profits, foundations. Everybody's asking themselves the question, where are the 30-somethings, the 40-somethings, the 50-somethings? This is, a, this is a, a, a lifestyle, a culture thing, not just job, employee, employer mm -hmm. problems. We, we need to figure out what it is, what it is that's missing in this puzzle of life. I'm having mm -hmm. the conversation with my 31 year old son a lot now, who's a permanently remote banker working in his basement, making a lot of money, not going to church, doesn't have a chamber, doesn't go to rotaries, not on a foundation, not serving on nonprofit boards. He's working 80 hours a week and making huge money. And many, many, many of his friends are doing the same thing. So I think some of the questions that we're having about transition and employees and employers, the, the struggle is not just about that silo. It's about bigger. life. Yeah. It's bigger. It's bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can go on and on, but you know, uh, as we close the show, you know, I'm going to miss the camaraderie. Um, I'm going to miss, you know, all the prep work that we do and uh, getting the great guests and everything else. Um, you know, we're on podcasts. You can turn around and pick us up. We're on, I think, eight or 12 platforms, Apple Podcasts, on old shows. Like I said, they're relevant, or you can go on to the YouTube channel. Um, but, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the Saturday mornings. Hey, there are plenty of caribous with fireplaces. Yes, there are. <laughs> on a Saturday morning, right, Lenny? Absolutely. You betcha. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> hey, George, just one closing comment. Uh, I'll speak on behalf of everybody here. A heartfelt thank you uh, to you and Phil for what you've done, because clearly you guys have filled a void. Uh, and I just thank you for including me in part of this discussion. Um, again, heartfelt thank you to both. Well, of I appreciate you jumping in and rowing in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Well, and George, we got somebody behind the curtain that has helped make uh, this show huge. Uh, Huge Absolutely. transformation. So a little over a year ago, Ethan started producing this show. And as you can see, 
we're not easily distracted like Phil and I were in our earlier shows. So we definitely want to give a big, huge shout out to Ethan Connor, our producer, who's helped behind the scenes. You haven't seen Ethan. Um, he's the man behind the curtain, right? But uh, he's made a lot of improvements, suggestions over this year to really make sure that this this process and keeps us on time, although we kind of ignore it like today. Yeah, like today. Ignoring. <laughs> he's the wizard. Yes. Yeah. Well, folks, I appreciate your time again. Respect you all and hope to see you very, very soon. Thanks, and so. happy holidays to everyone. Bye for now. Be continued. Happy holidays. <laughs>